<laughs> Hello, and thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Doc, the digital agency podcast where we talk to agency owner directors and learn more about what makes them tick. From the things that make them similar to the things they'd rather have known sooner, where they've had success and where they've learned some hard lessons. All will be revealed with your host, Chris Simmons, the Agency Accelerator, and he'll be talking to a different awesome agency person in each episode, asking them four questions and seeing where the conversation takes us over the next 25 minutes. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks, voiceover guy. I'm very pleased to have two agency leaders on the podcast. So we've got Colette and Vicky from Context Marketing Consultancy. See, I got it right, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Uh, very well, thank you. How are you? Really good, really good. We're just uh, um, before this, before the recording, just talking about holidays. Now my head is on the beach. So let's see how we get on. How are you doing, Colette? You're not on the beach. Whereabouts are you based? Well, I'm sort of on the beach, so I'm based in Bournemouth. So uh, the beach is oh, about seven minutes walk away from my house. So I'm very lucky that I get to That's see... close enough to say you live at the beach. Exactly. That's close enough. Yeah. And and Vicky, are you seven minutes or eight minutes from the beach <laughs> or further? More like an hour, depending on the traffic. So I'm Winchester, so I walk out the door to fields and too much mud with my Spaniel most of the time. Spaniel, I mean... You've, imme you've immediately, yeah, I was going to say, you've immediately perked my interest because just as we started recording, we had an office cat and now we definitely have a Spaniel office dog similar to Stephen. Um, yeah. So first of all, um, if you don't mind giving us a little intro to yourselves and then to the agency, that'd be great. So Colette, who the heck is Colette? Oh, crikey. Let's not get too deep on that today. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm Colette Massodeliano. So I'm co-founder and director of the Context Marketing Consultancy. Um, so I have come through all sorts of different in-house uh, roles throughout my career. Um, so probably over 20, 25 years. I hope I look younger than that makes me sound. Um, doing all sorts of things from um, email to social to right up to director my latest um role was a director of um digital engagement for a large charity so um that's where my background was and then working with vicky on context marketing consultancy and we've been doing it for probably a couple of years now and so vicky nice segue into an introduction there so crack on yeah, hi, I'm uh, Vicky Robb. I'm the other half of the co-founder and director of Context Marketing Consultancy. Um, and I had slightly less time than Colette spent in uh, marketing, a little bit younger, which she always hates me saying. Um, I, um, I kind of started sort of events offline marketing, um, moved more into generic um, and covering everything marketing. And also now looking at kind of customer experience um, and how that can impact some of the uh, marketing effectiveness that we're sort of going to be speaking to you a little bit more about today, hopefully. Nice one. Nice one. And, and how long has the agency been going? You say a couple of years or so? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just actually just had two year birthday. So um, did you have yeah. a cake? No, we actually missed the opportunity. Maybe we'll do it the weekend. There's always reasons to have cake, so just do it for <laughs> Friday or something like that. 
we will uh, do that instead. And and how do you typically like split your accountabilities in the running of the business? Is there a, a, a one of you more on one side of the business than the other? Well, that's a good question. Um, go on, Claire, over to you because I saw you're going to jump in. I think it really depends on what our clients need and want, really. I think some um, areas work to more of our strengths and some, you know, we enjoy certain areas more than others. Um, so we have a split of clients, you know, that we might be able to work on. Some of it requires both of us to kind of input on. But the great thing about us is we've worked together before um, when we were in-house um, on several different occasions. So we really know how each other works. So it doesn't matter whether one of us yeah. is working with a client or other. We know how each other think and, and feel about certain things. So um, I'm probably slightly more involved with kind of um, some more of the strategic holistic side of things. Um, but that doesn't mean to say that Vicky doesn't do that as well. I think it just depends on kind of who we work with. And mm. also kind of yeah. it's really important to us to know who we gel with. You know, we are quite informal chills yeah. with people, but it's really about building that partnership with our clients as well. And obviously if, you know, Vicky strikes a rapport with somebody or I do, either when we've been networking or through our, our connections and they want to work with us, actually it makes more sense for us to work together and then maybe bring the other one in and then maybe bring somebody of our yeah, team in yeah. as well. So yeah. I think it really, in the world of SEO and digital marketing, when you can say it depends, it depends in our agency as well. You know, it, it kind of depends on... Um, yeah situation and the needs and the wants of kind of who our clients are that's awesome and and over the last few years what do you think has been one of the biggest successes that you've seen in running the business as you are and 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 together as well i think one of the biggest successes that we've had working together is we're really able to start making uh an impact in the people that we're working with in in in, in how they're looking at things you know, we so often see that things are quite siloed. And actually, when we've worked at worked with um, some of our clients in the past, one in particular that I'm thinking of is in the arts and heritage sector, you know, we've been able to go, okay, so let's look at how everything works together. And it's not just about marketing. It's not just about ticket sales. And it's not just about, you know, if people are inquiring about how do we get there or whatever. Yeah. It's about how it all works together. And actually seeing how marketing is much more embedded in um, into kind of the whole process about how everything works, it, it's really satisfying. It's why we wanted to start kind of working together and working as a consultant, you know, consultants together with our, yeah. our clients. It's it's what we found we were missing when we were in-house. So um, yeah. that's, that for me feels that that's a real success of, of kind I of us working together. And, and Vicky, beyond remaining friends with Colette, um, what do you think has been one of the biggest successes that, from your perspective uh, running the agency? Yeah, I think that when we sort of set out to build context marketing consultancy, um, what we were finding in-house was that actually by default, marketeers sort of become custodians of customers, purchases um, and, and buyers. And I think very often once uh, a lead comes into an organisation, it then becomes about how can we sell? How can we sell to these people and get their money? Mm. Very few organizations then look at kind of retention strategies and actually where there could be a value exchange between themselves and a customer. And I think actually speaking to clients and some of the clients that we've worked with, it's actually about changing their motivation for the way that they do marketing. So we've had clients come to us and say, 
look, can you help us put a new website in place that obviously works a little bit better than some of the, the ones that they had in place previously? And we're like, actually, yes, we can. But sort of as a standalone channel, how else can we put the building blocks in place behind that that help you become sort of data-led, customer-centric and start to see where you can add uh, value and and actually monetize some more of that customer journey for those businesses yeah. as well? I, I, I've seen that on your website. You've got your kind of three core pillars, uh, discover, uh, hang on, discover, transform, retain. Am I getting that? Correct. Yes. So um, that I think one of the things that agencies typically um, misunderstand are things that are, and, and it's not as simple as that, but are things that are as simple to convey as that into, uh, to potential clients. Um, you, can, can, you can convince a client much better if they understand what you're selling because often it's an invisible, intangible thing. So if you say, you know, doesn't matter what the service you, you pick, there are these three core strands to it. We discover their stuff. We we work it all out. We do all of the discovery. We then transform it from where it is to where it wants to be. And then we retain the customers. It goes through retention, blah, 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 blah. They're going to go, oh, this makes a lot more sense than we're a data-driven marketing agency or something similarly put. Um, did you, was that was that a um, an early thing that you you adopted? Is that something that you've always done internally? How, how did that come about? Because you are amongst few when I say that I've looked at hundreds of digital agency websites and very few make it clear like how you do what you do in succinct words well that's a good thing i yes. suppose yes. That. Oh, yes. um, but but also so um what probably gets both of our goat going a little bit and we could sort of go on we won't go on um for a little while is sort of a marketing funnel mm. everybody knows what marketing funnel is everybody uses that terminology but if you visualize a funnel you have people coming in the top and funneling straight out the bottom again. Mm. And actually for return on investment, for lifetime value of customers, it's not a particularly good model to use. So actually starting to investigate some more of the customer experience and how that can determine your marketing effectiveness as an organization, CX looks at customers as a circular model so you have different touch points throughout somebody's life cycle with your organization. And it means somebody can enter in at any point in one of those touch points. Mm. But the idea is you retain them in a circle. Um, so you lose the visualization of people coming in the top and falling out the bottom. Um, and we're just trying to sort of map our services to match that yeah. customer journey. Yeah, absolutely. And I hey, voiceover guy here. <laughs> Me again. Minty Digital increased its net profits by 54% within six months with the OMG Accelerator program. Check out omg.center forward slash info. <clears throat> Sorry, Chris. On the, Keep going. You, you buy a voiceover from Fiverr and he keeps coming back. Sorry to interrupt <laughs> you there. Um, so you're going back a couple of years. You two have got a relationship for longer than a few years. And... Um, is there something that you would give um, if, 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 you know, if Colette, if you popped back in time to speak to uh, you just as you're starting the agency, what what advice might you give yourself um, based on the things you've learned in the last few years? Uh, I think it's really important just to start. I think um, I get quite bogged down in some of the details sometimes and I want things to be just yeah. right. And I think sometimes... Um, 
I listened to something uh, recently um, and it was like, you have to have a bad first draft and do a bad first draft and just get out there and optimize and refine it. Um, and I just thought to myself, if I could have done that ages ago, right when we were starting, the amount of conversations Vicky and I had had about what does this landing page look like? And, you know, d- does this particular wording work? And I, I, I personally got really hung up on that side of things because I wanted the things to be perfect. And I think things won't be perfect and things aren't perfect now. And I'll look back in two years time and Vicky and I have the same conversation and go, why did we worry so much about stuff back then? Um, yeah. So I think it is just really, um, collect, get out of your head. You know what you want to do. You and Vicky have got a great concept and you know how much you want to help other organizations the way that we'd wished we'd had that help when we were in-house. So just get on and do it and stop getting hung up on it and yeah. just really go for it, really. Um, it, because, it's yes, very hard when it's yours. About landing pages. Absolutely. It's, it's very hard when it's yours to look away from the need for perfection. But um, I often advise the agencies that I work with that that initially done is better than perfect because you can ship done and it's good if it's good enough to go out on as a just it's done then that's fine refine later and make it perfect later otherwise you'll end up with a pile of to-dos or a pile of in progress um what about yourself vicky what advice might you give yourself going into this uh this this two-person founded agency I mean, to be honest, it would probably be very similar, and that to-do list still very much exists. Um, <laughs> we we haven't got through the uh, to-do list, but I think it is just about getting it is about getting out there. I think the reason that we set context marketing consultancy up, um, and we sort of touched on it a little bit earlier, is that we've worked mainly in house throughout both of our careers, and it's kind of the same things that keep coming up where mm. there's. Um, sometimes not enough importance put on marketing through organizations it's hard to demonstrate value and ROI to sort of senior board members and things like that and I think actually it's just starting to get that message out there and actually I would say one of the areas that we've also kind of been putting off is pushing sort of our opinion and voice out onto um, sort of LinkedIn other b2b channels because I think once we speak to people we're just like oh, actually, okay, what we're saying is resonating. Um, and maybe yeah. it's about having that confidence to do that a little bit sooner as well. I, I, I will tell you for free that that fear never goes away, even <laughs> after you start doing it. Um, and I'm on episode 140-something recording of this podcast, and every single time I go into it, I think, oh, I have no idea what I'm talking about. And they're all going to know it, know it as well. And every time you write a post on LinkedIn, you know someone's going to have an opinion hopefully they don't have a negative one that they air publicly but you just have to get on with it it's it's a, it's a painful part of of doing this thing as long as you're as long as you know that what you're saying is absolutely correct from your perspective and you can back up things with experience or or or, or case studies and things like that you know you know what you know better than anyone else does because you're the people that started context marketing consultancy and you know your customers well enough is is there something that um like from day one that you did you've implemented into the business that has kind of stood you in really good stead or you you did it first time you've ever done it and it was the the right decision I mean um we're very structured so I'm going to break this down into a couple of areas and probably Vicky will break it up into furthers um so from a 
business perspective, um, straight away putting a, a platform in place like Asana has actually been key to our um, success working together and working with our team because we know exactly where we are. We project map and we do all of that side of things. So actually, you know, we don't work in a silo, which is our biggest, you know, which was has always been a bigger bugbear and it happens in every marketing team and it happens everywhere where everybody's working on their own things and it really helps give that transparency and it has helped our internal success. And I would okay. say externally, um, we started, once we started working with some of our clients, we realized that we were having conversations and we we're having conversations individually with lots of different people. And we we're like, actually what everybody needs is a workshop. And everybody says workshop and everybody recoils in horror where you're like, oh no, I'm going to have to be in a room and I'm going to have to ask to, you know, input and put sticky notes on a wall and things like that. And people hate the idea of it, but um, we've run a couple of them now and we're doing more and we've got more booked in. And, you know, we actually find that getting everybody in a room and, you know, not massive groups of people, but actually having those open conversations and doing it, you know, we found have started to be really beneficial and have actually been able to yeah. help. So when we talk about Discover, which is one of our, our, our sort of product areas, if you will, it's not just discovering what you're, customers are thinking about your brand but actually it's mm. internally you're thinking about your brand and do you know where you're going are you aligning your business goals with your marketing goals um and do you know who your customers are because if you think you know who your customers are and actually what the reality of who they are is that could be very different so actually we've yeah. embraced the workshop um and um again you know it's not perfect um and we are adapting our style of how we do them and every client needs something I'm, slightly different from us as well i'm curious about the workshop please tell me you do a really awkward icebreaker at the very beginning though like corporate style icebreaker uh yeah uh, i mean i mean vicky's very good at doing the icebreakers and throwing really random questions and trying to get people to do it we did one where you know you had to do um, whether you like say cats or dogs and if you like cats you went to one room and dogs to the other side of the room and then how long have you worked there and things like that and just moving people around people were bumping into each other we were like we are not doing that one again that just doesn't work yeah um but but yeah we're we're, we're trying different styles and if anybody um, wants to reach out to us and say hey we do the cypress breaker it really works we're <laughs> always open to kind of um, other people's input and stuff like that but um we do like a bit of yeah. chat, so we do try and make sure we do chat. Yeah. Three, um, two truths and a lie is always a good one because you learn quite a lot of interesting stuff. It's one of the ones that Vicky and I did when we first met ten years ago, I think. We were when we worked in house. That 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 same tactic is how I get one of my nephews to tell me what he's done at school. Um, <laughs> Vicky, what about you? What's What's the what what's the um the one thing that from your perspective you know you you set up and on day one it was the the right move what 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 uh what's that for you? Well, that's stolen mine because she always now normally takes Mick. It's, Asana is the first thing that comes out of my mouth every single time, so uh, she's taken that one. No, um, I think as well. Um, what we've tried to put in place is the building blocks that support our own customer journeys. So um, when we're dealing with businesses, um, so actually we brought in sort of CRM platforms and things like that fairly early on, because actually we were just like, we want to be practicing what we're preaching to other people. And it's about actually the retention of our own clients as well um, and how we can add value to them. So yeah, it was 
mapping um, business business journeys through um, HubSpot. And we have sort of the email platform as part of that as well. And actually it's like um, just ensuring that everything that we're telling our clients, we are actually putting into place as well, um, which has been which has been quite a good one that we've stuck to, I think. I, I think um, practicing what you preach gets harder and harder over the years, but way more rewarding if you actually stick to it for sure. So I've got two final questions for you. We're going to start with you, Colette. First thing that you comes to mind, best thing about working with Vicky? Uh, the Spaniel. <laughs> um, it's true. It's true. I, oh, this, this is a bit gushing, isn't it? But, um, I find Vicky really inspiring to work with, you know, I think that I can have conversations with her and go, I've read this article or I've listened to this or I've just spoken to this person and, you know, what do you think about that? And yeah. sometimes she's like, that's amazing, but have you thought about it from this perspective? Or she's like, that's rubbish. Do you remember when we had this conversation? With it's really important to work with people that bring out the best and the worst in you. And I think Vicky does that for me. And I think we really work hard together to make sure that we have a balanced partnership um and um i know that i found the right business partner for me with, with her that's awesome um now colette just remember that the next question's going back to vicky in a second what's the worst thing about working with vicky <laughs> um there's nothing terrible about working with vicky um no oh, um there you go, <laughs> there you go. when the I... spaniel's not there that's what it's like um so we um we get on really well we love a chat. We love a walk, um, and sometimes a bit of banter. And our, you know, where we're trying to be focused, we can lose that focus. And something potentially a conversation that could take maybe an hour might take three hours because we go down different sidetracks and stuff yeah. like that. We always get it done, but um, but yeah, but because we get on so well and we are great friends as well, you know, sometimes the chat strays slightly. <laughs> yeah. A future politician, Colette. Um, Vicky, favourite thing about working with Colette? <laughs> yeah, no, because we worked together before, I think um, our previous working sort of as colleagues, we really formed kind of a very good way of working with each other. And I think that things that I bring, Colette then balances completely the other way mm. as well. So it's we have a very similar way of thinking that often is quite different to how a lot of other people in marketing teams and organizations would approach sort of marketing effectiveness customer journeys and that sort of thing but actually some of the things that i'm unable to do collect picks up and vice versa so i think it balances itself out kind of really nicely and i'm sure you'll sort of appreciate as as you start growing from kind of smaller to slightly bigger it's uh, things that you end up having to pick up sort of. So we joke now that I'm kind of finance ops and HR director and collect sort of more marketing and sales director of our own business. And it kind of works out quite nicely that one of us is able to pick up something and the other one, the other yeah, one, the other thing. It's an inevitability eventually that one of you has to be the numbers and one of you has to be the coloring pens and things like that. And you can be both from many levels but one has to be accountable for those things and um, you know what's coming up vicky what's the worst thing about working with colette the word 
I actually thought she was going to say about me that she doesn't like me putting everything in Asana because I then chase her for every little red thing that she's late on. And in our previous role, we used a project management platform called Write, and I used to be able to give her a red flag every time she was late on something. So I think now she just sneaks in and changes the date whenever uh, whenever something first goes red. <laughs> Ian, I mean, you can't hide from accountability in Asana and pick up Monday and all those things. You just can't anymore. Um, so someone's come up, come along and knocked on your your office door, and they're thinking of starting a new agency for themselves. It's going to be a, a, um, a co-founded partnership as well. So they they've come to you guys and they they want to ask, what's the one piece of advice? That you would give them um, as they start their agency, Vicky. What what's your advice? Do you think? Do you know what we did? Brett and SEO a few weeks ago, um, mm-hmm. and ended up going to an agency leaders dinner, and we had the most incredible conversations with some really great people. And actually, I wish we'd done that sooner because I think sort of making friends and uh, sort of connections and things with people that are other agency leaders. You learn so much stuff. You learn different things that you maybe hadn't thought about. And actually, some of the area of our business now is looking at moving into supporting um, other agencies with how we can put sort of marketing strategy in place with them, Mm -hmm. if that's maybe an element that they don't offer. And I I now wish I'd started looking at networking with other agency leaders kind of a long time ago. And, and and genuinely, and this isn't a plug, this is exactly why I started the community part of the OMG Center. Um, there's 475 agency leaders in there at the minute. Um, sometimes it's quiet and sometimes it's busy, but it's that kind of ability to support each other when you need it and things that I think um, it does help because there'll be someone who runs, I don't know, a PPC firm and they need some support on exactly what you do or vice versa and they know where to go because there's someone that they can trust and um, what what about you Colette what would be your piece of advice you'd give someone as they're knocking on your door um I think um I have two words really um honesty and expectation I think you need to make sure that you lay out your expectations of what you expect not only from your business mm-hmm. but actually what you expect from each other um, I yeah. think that's really important. You can go, okay, I know I want to get to this many staff or this many clients or this amount of money, um, which is something that we're not really kind of, we don't look at it in that way. Um, but actually you need to sit down and have a honest conversation about what your expectations of each other. You know, I expect yeah. you to, and it's not like a to do this, like I expect you to do X, Y, and Z, but actually I expect you to, you know, when you say you're going to do something, you do it. And if you're struggling, you know, you say and you have this conversation with each other if you're not going to be able to kind of uh, uh, do it or whatever. So I think lay out your expectations with each other and be honest. And if there's something that you don't like or you don't want to do, you've got to have that that trust with each other. Um, and if you start that out yeah. right from the beginning um, and if you need to sit down, go for a glass of wine or go for a beer and sit in a pub and just have it quite informal and be like, okay, so let's write it down. Let's Let's just kind of have a list of like all things. I want this and I don't want that. I think that's going to put you in really good stead. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 I'll, and just to add to that ever so slightly, um, yes, it's awkward and it sounds a bit scary, but ratify it with a shareholders agreement. They're they're not they're not really worth the paper they're written on for the most part, um, because you know if you want to wriggle out of something, you can pretty much do it. But 
it's a good way of saying I definitely agree with the whatever it is that we you know around decision making around uh, how to exit because at some point in time things will change and you know Vicky you might decide to move to uh, somewhere across the other side of the world and it just makes it hard to run the agency together and because you've got an agreement around how you handle shares and things like that you, there's no awkward conversations and no painful things that would happen or you know, someone else wants to come into the business. There's a way of valuing shares and things like that. All that sort of stuff is, it takes the awkwardness away from from it and keeps it very much more uh, official nature. If you are co-founders listening to this or you're just starting out thinking you're co-founders, get a shareholders agreement. It takes a few hours to sit down and do it because the vast majority of them, it's boilerplate and you change the numbers and the names. Uh, at worst, that's what you should be doing. But that's the boring bit out of the way. Vicky, Colette, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast today. It's been great to talk to you. Um, hopefully, we'll be uh, talking in about a year or so's time in season two to find out how the last year um, of running the agency had been for you. That's great. Thanks we very much. Thank you. Brilliant. And in our next episode, we'll be speaking with another digital agency leader to hear their story and the lessons they learned along the way. Thanks very much for listening.